This is episode 284, Finding Yourself After Losing Yourself in a Relationship with Elena. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the show, everybody. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a show that I think is so important for so many of you, especially those of you who ever felt like you lost yourself a bit in a relationship or your kids or a job or anything, because our caller today is so brave and so vulnerable and really demonstrates how important it is and how not selfish it is, but self-honoring it is to find ourselves after we've lost ourselves or become too dependent in a relationship. Before we dive in, a couple of things to share. Our Inner Child Workshop is coming up March 19th through 21st. It's a game changer. (laughs) Just go to the website and read some of the testimonials, christinehassler.com slash innerchild. We teach it live, we meaning me and my husband, or my husband and I, Sorry, grammar police. Sometimes I get confused. Got to go back and review my eighth grade grammar. Anyway, we teach it virtually live, but it is recorded. So if you miss it or your time zones don't work, you can catch pieces of it live. And then you have the recording to catch up on for about 30 days. You have access to the recording. And in order to do the inner child workshop level two, where we talk more about how the inner child shows up in relationships, romantic relationships, you have to do inner child level one. So we encourage you to join us. Scholarships are available. Again, the website's christinehassler.com slash inner child. And if you want to ask Jill about scholarships, email jill at christinehassler.com. And speaking of relationships, well, you've been asking for it. You've been asking me, when are you going to have a relationship course or a relationship retreat or something for relationships? We are in the works of creating it. It's probably going to be a three-day virtual event, just like Inner Child is, all for people who want relationship support, want to get closer in their relationship. If you want to be on the interest list for that, so you're the first to know and you get the early bird discount, go to christinehassler.com slash relationship support. Again, that's christinehassler.com slash relationship support. As you're listening to this call with Elena, consider, do you feel like you've forgotten who you are or even lost who you are? Do you feel like within a marriage or being a parent or even within a job, perhaps even a friendship, you've sacrificed your own identity? gone too much into making sure someone else is happy? Are you in limbo about a big decision and terrified to make the change? And finally, do you know how to get support to ask for help? Or are you so used to supporting everyone else that when it comes to getting support for yourself, you feel a little loss? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to the coaching call. And speaking of support, especially for the ladies, let's talk about your bras. Do you know that most women either wear bras that are over two years old or actually don't fit them? You know how it feels so good at the end of the day to take your bra off? I know you ladies know what I'm talking about. It shouldn't be that way. 
You should have a bra that fits so you don't even realize you're wearing it. That's why I love third love bras. I just got a new one when I realized the ones I've been wearing are just way too small and it made such a difference. And every third love bra is made with signature memory foam cups, no slip straps and a scratch-free band from cups double A to I, including half cup sizes and bands 30 to 48. And they have their perfect fit promise. They stand behind their products. If you don't love it, exchanges and return are free for 60 days. And you can go online and take their fitting room quiz to really figure out what your true bra size is. It's actually a new and improved version of the quiz that maybe you've taken before. The quiz focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to deliver bras and underwear that are the perfect fit for you. One of their new bras, which is one of my favorite, is the Ombre Mesh. It's a collection worth obsessing over. It has a throwback look, a modern feel, and silky layered mesh gets the vintage treatment in their timeless new collection. The other thing I love about Third Love is they donate all of their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the U.S. So far, Third Love has donated over 40 million in bras. So here is your call to action. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, one that you want to keep on. So right now they're offering my listeners 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it, T-H-I-R-D, love, L-O-V-E, slash over it. To get 20% off your first purchase, again, thirdlove.com slash over it for 20% off today. Elena, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. My question is, I'm 54 years old. My life is starting all over again at this age. And I have been separated for three years and had been with my husband since the age of 14. Wow. Yes. And I feel like my whole marriage, I've been very needy, dependent, looked for him to make me feel better mm-hmm. about anything, confidence, very dependent on him. Mm-hmm. And when our marriage split up, I literally took a nosedive in just the way my life was going and literally had to push myself to do things. I mean, I had become so dependent, not even driving out of my little county, not going mm. on a highway anymore. And prior to marrying him, we had split up like right after high school. I kind of was on my own, worked in Manhattan, very independent, did anything, went anywhere, flew everywhere. And why'd you end up getting divorced or separated? Sorry. Well, we're in this limbo here. Neither one of us wants to pull the trigger, I believe. You know, we've been together for so long. Our families yeah. have known each other for years. and let's just say midlife crisis all happened at the same time, turning 50, mother dying, and became a little, kind of had an emotional affair, not Mm -hmm. a physical, but an emotional affair when you're hiding text. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of strange. I know we're we're approaching Valentine's Day weekend. That was probably my last happy moment with him. Mm. And then we split up. It's going to be three years ago next week. And and you you split up because you found out about the emotional affair. I found out about the emotional affair probably the summer. It was probably, it was like the summer after that first, that last Valentine's day. And we were trying to fix this, went to therapy, which probably was the worst thing at the time because his mother was ill and 
and wound up being on hospice. And although I was supposed to put how I was feeling away, it was very hard for me to do so. So I would put it away on the weekends. Why were you supposed to put how you were feeling away? Because his mother was dying? Exactly. Okay. So there we go. Have another example of you stuffing your feelings, putting yourself second and putting him first. So I get Mm -hmm. the picture. I get the picture. <laughs> right. But it wasn't easy for me to do that. And I, I did understand. it on the weekends, but when we were together, I probably badgered him about it. Why were you with her? Why did you like it? What are you doing? Did right. you fall in love? Like all of that. Right. And then his mother died in November. And he said to me, the day my mother dies, I stopped loving you. And okay. we had tried. And then it just blew up so badly that he left and... We didn't talk for months and it's been three years of back and forth. And I can say today we are talking and pleasant with each other, but we haven't addressed anything. Okay. Well, first, I'm so sorry you're going through this. This is a lot to be going through. And also with the realization that you spent most of your life dependent, needy, and kind of losing yourself. So you've got the marriage dissolving that you're dealing with. And then you've also got the awarenesses that you have that you're dealing with. So I can imagine this is pretty, pretty challenging at times. So how can I help? What's your question? What I want to do is I, I really am trying to, I still find today that even though we are at a calm place, I can't even say decent because I, I wouldn't be true if I was saying we were at a really good place because we're not, I still am hopeful. I have that hope in me and I, I wish it would go away, but it it doesn't, but I don't want to give him all of me. I, I still find myself going back saying, how can I please him? And I don't want that. I want to please myself because I think making myself happy is what I need to do at this point of my life. I think, you know, that you don't just, I just don't have the tools, right? Well, it's not that you don't have the tools. You just have a habit of doing it the other way for so long. It's like learning to, everyone has the tools to learn a new language. Everyone. Well, maybe people with certain learning disabilities, but most people have the tools to learn a new language. And, but the hardest part about learning a new language is speaking that language instead of the language you're used to. So I want you to stop saying to yourself, you don't have the tools. You do. We all have the tools to love ourselves, to grow, to evolve, to have awarenesses, to break old patterns. And I can help you with some specific ones, but the main tool that we all have inside is the willingness and that's inherent in you. So I'm, I'm emphasizing this because there's just been years of a lack of confidence and there's a part of you that wants to do this. And then there's a part of you that doesn't believe you can. And that scared part that doesn't believe you can is the part that tries to maybe convince yourself to get back in the marriage or to be in this weird limbo place instead of pulling the trigger. So I want to ask you this in your gut, not in your mind, not logic, not anything like that, but in your gut, do you feel like it's in your highest good to divorce and to create a life for yourself or to keep trying to work this out? That's a tough question. Um, in my gut. My gut is different from my heart. <laughs> my yeah. gut is telling me that it's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I just don't know. I don't know how to answer it. I, I wish I could say yes, a hundred percent. And my gut is saying that it's over. Yeah. Well, he, with decisions like this, it's usually never a hundred percent. When I got divorced, I was about 51% sure and 49% not sure. Oh. Yeah. So that's probably where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably that. That's a very good uh, description of it. Yeah. And I'm, he, I'm... Yeah. And, and you're probably waiting to be a hundred percent sure that that day will never come or may never come. But here's what I want to say that may be a little comforting. Who you are now and where you are now and where he is now and who he is now doesn't work. Would you agree with me on that? A hundred percent. Okay. So even if you don't get legally divorced, but you have the separation and you actually stop contact for a while, which I think would be healthy because with that neediness and dependence, there's a codependence, right? And so there's an opportunity here who, to learn who you are without him. And if you're in contact and communication, that becomes harder. Just let me back up. Do you have kids? We do. Okay. Are they grown? They are. Yes. Okay. So most of the time you don't even need to talk about the kids. Obviously if something happens with the kids, emergency, those kinds of things, that's a different story. You'll need to have right. a conversation, but for the most part, there's really no need to be in contact. And if there is, it can be written email, whatever. And what I want to say is if you actually take this break and this space and work on yourself and discover who you are, and I'm going to give you tools for that in a moment, then then you really will know. Then there's a possibility that maybe he does that too. And you guys come back together and you have a brand new marriage. And then there's also the possibility that you're like, wow, I really like being on my own. I've been married most of my life. This is actually wonderful. And then there's also a possibility that you meet someone else. But when you're in limbo and not mm -hmm. moving in any direction, there's no possibilities. There's only the more of the same. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. I thought it was a safe place. Well, for most people, limbo feels safe because you don't have to make a choice. But for what's safe for most of us is what's familiar. And usually what's familiar, there's no possibilities for change or breakthrough or anything. And what I heard you say, you know, you really started. You didn't start this conversation with... I'm going through separation. I really miss my husband. I don't really know what to do. It's not how you started this. And where people start always gives me indication to where they are. Where you started this conversation is I've been separated for three years, known my husband since the age of 14. I was really dependent and I lost myself in that marriage. It's the first thing you shared with me. True. So what's coming up for you? What's coming up for me is that I need to, for lack of a better word, be a little selfish for myself. Yes. Yes. And, and for, for myself first. Yes. And I know selfish may not feel good. Really, the more accurate description is self-honoring. Oh, I like that. We need to be self-honoring. I need to put myself first. And truly, that's actually the most loving thing we can do, not in a selfish or narcissistic way, but when we take care of ourselves and we love ourselves and we get to know ourselves, we are so much better. The more I know me and the more self-love I feel, 
the more I feel called to be of service, the more I feel called to give because it's an overflow. And so this kind of pattern that you've been in, and and this is a very common one, very common one for people to fall into of believing on some level, the way I get love and to stay safe is to put myself second or last. And the way I keep people in my life and keep love in my life is to need them, depend on them and make sure that I meet all their needs, kind of put them first. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, where do you think you learned that from? I guess my mom, you know, we're from an Italian heritage. I was actually born in Italy Uh and came here very young with my parents. And it was just, the way that things were, you do things, you know, and I think even in my marriage, my mother would be like, why is your husband vacuuming? Why aren't you doing that? Why Mm. is he, you know, and we did have that marriage where, you know, like I took care of the kids and the house and he took care of the outside and the work and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. It was this old school Italian, I guess, kind of thing that we had, Yeah, but it didn't work out for my mother either. She actually divorced and I feel like I'm, following a pattern. Uh, She divorced at my age as well. And then what? They, my father moved back to Italy and she's been by herself. And I have that fear of, I'm going to turn into my mother. I'm going to be lonely and by myself. And all I have is my children and I'm all I'm going to do is cook for them. And that's how they're going to love me back. (laughs) So Italian. Um, (laughs) So here's why you're not going to be your mother. You have more, you're going to have the tools and you're going to choose self-love and your mom probably had guilt and probably had shame. Mm -hmm. And instead of using the divorce as an opportunity to find herself, to love herself, you know, women of that generation, they didn't have the information, the opportunities that we do today. You know, just you and I being able to have this podcast, the number of resources that are out there, the number of other women in their 50s and 60s going through something like that and talking about it. I mean, there are life coaches that specialize in this because it's so common. So you, you're going to be supported. And let's go back to the statement you said earlier, which I thought was so beautiful. You said, it's time to put me first. What would that look like? What would it look like if you were the priority, if you were self-honoring? Just to wake up, not have this, not have a thought about, I don't know how to explain it properly, like to think about myself when I wake up in the morning, to open Mm. up my eyes and think, what am I going to do for myself today? Or what am I going to do to take care of myself today? Not what am I going to do to take care of this one, that one, Mm. the other one and work and all of that. You know, it's not about like, you know, going to the gym more or, or I think it's just to not criticize myself and just be at peace with myself, how I am, how I look, the person that I am, and stop trying to be something for someone else. I yeah. think I need to know who I am. Yeah. And I think I do. And I just don't know if everyone else will like that person. Hmm. That's what I fear. Who are you? I'm, I like you a lot. I could talk to oh, you for okay. hours. <laughs> I'm someone who has can have a temper and just go from zero to 90. And I don't like that about myself. Oh, you are so Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm married I mean, I'm to Italian. Italian. So I understand. <laughs> um, I like to make people happy mm-hmm. and just, I don't know. I think that's what I do. I like to, I'm the fixer. I could fix things. I could find out 
you know, what you're looking for and I can find it and I will, you know, search for it and help you. And I'm that person to, that everyone depends on, you know, I, I don't know, I I guess I like that about myself, but then sometimes I think it's too much, you know, like I want people to figure it out themselves. Yeah. So let's unpack Um, this a little bit. Right. So that part of you that goes to zero and 100, Mm -hmm. that's because, well, you're passionate. That's beautiful. But that temper part, is because there's probably a lot of repressed anger. There's probably oh, yeah. a lot. And so that that temper, that zero to 100 is just you leaking. I call it irritability, temper, bitchiness, that snappiness, leaky mm-hmm. anger. That's all it is. That's all it is. So you're a passionate person with some repressed anger. It's not like you have a terrible temper. That part of you that wants to make people happy, the fixer, People depend on you. The core essence of that is empathy and just a really big heart. I get that that's who you are. There's just a compensatory strategy that's been put on that, meaning because you didn't think you were worthy of love or enough just for you, and you thought you needed to earn love, you went to the extreme of fixing people, pleasing, making people kind of need you because then that secured your spot in their life. Because when we have low self-worth, we have to secure our spots in people's life. And so that's just layered compensatory strategy over some really beautiful qualities. And so in learning about yourself and loving yourself, it's amplifying the love, the empathy, the care you have, but forgiving yourself for buying into this understanding that you have to please people or take care of people in order for them to love you. Very true. All right. So here we have a really passionate, loving, empathetic woman. And I'm sure there's way more, but that's a beautiful start. What are you feeling? Um, I feel, I don't know. I guess I just feel... I don't know how to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start, and I just don't know how to be anymore. Yeah, I hear you. Well, this is where some help with a therapist or a coach is going to be necessary. Yeah. Not because you're broken, not because, but if I was going to learn a new language, I would get a teacher. I could try to figure it out on my own, but it would be clunky and overwhelming. I'd much rather have people, someone that could teach me. Yes. And so, I agree. yeah. And so this is, this is about learning healthy interdependence because you've done neediness. You've done codependence. Now you're learning how to reach out and ask for healthy interdependent support. Not because you're broken, not because you're looking for someone to fix you, but because you're like, Hey, I speak this language and I need to learn this one and I'm ready to invest in myself. I'm ready to give myself some of the love and care that I've given to so many other people. You know, if one of your friends came to you with the same situation, you'd be right there helping, leading them to resources, telling them what they could do, loving them, listening. Absolutely. (laughs) And so you get to give that to yourself. And this isn't something I'd recommend doing on your own. Again, not because you're incapable, but because I want you to feel receiving support. You're so good at giving it. I want you to receive it. So this doesn't feel overwhelming. 
because yeah, you've lived most of your life a certain way. And like you said, you feel like you're starting over and without some guides and some guidance that could feel daunting. And that's completely normal. That's why we have each other. Right. So can you think of any resources, any people, any places you could start looking? Yes, I actually, maybe two, three weeks ago, actually invested in myself on the on with it and uh, over it mm. module. I'm on oh. week three of the module and Great. it literally has been opening my eyes to a lot. And writing things down, like you say, has been very therapeutic. And people have told me to do this before and I just was just, I'm not doing it. It's kind of silly. And I have to tell you the feelings that come out and it's literally helping me to let go a lot Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it has been extremely helpful. So I think that with seeing a therapist would Mm -hmm. teach me the tools. I think in combination is Mm -hmm. when I'm here today, I've never would have done anything like this. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. you. This is such acts of self-love. I love that you're in mastery. That's great because we have our monthly calls. I love that you're going to reach out to a therapist and make sure with therapists, you know, you might have to try a couple until it's the right fit, or you might get lucky with the very first one. But I think that will give you a space to you know, talk things through, get some of these feelings out. You know, often that's the first step is just a really safe space to feel like we can get to know ourselves again. And then you might shift to a coach to help you more with, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want your life to look like? Or maybe find a blend of someone who's kind of a therapist and a coach. But what Mm -hmm. I know to be true is your intention is strong and the right resources will, will appear. I mean, your intention must be strong. You got this booking, right? There's a long wait list. Very true. Right. (laughs) So. Right. I definitely believe in the secret. Yes. For sure. You know. Yes. And you're being supported. Thank you. You're being supported. And just circle back. I would, again, this is just my personal advice, point of view. You got to trust yourself. I feel it would be self-honoring to have some space from your husband because the communication, the back and forth just kind of keeps you in that limbo place and keeps you in that push-pull. And you need some time just to focus on on you and process everything. That's very true. So I would encourage you to ask for that and to commit to it. I will. Okay. How do you feel now? I feel like a sense of relief Mm -hmm. that I can do something for myself like this and that it would, you know, this limbo that we spoke about, Mm -hmm. that it's common, that it's not just me, that I can't make a decision, pull the trigger and that it it doesn't matter how much time I need. It's however time I need is just going to be up to me. Exactly. Everyone has to kind of deal with it. (laughs) Exactly. And the thing is, the only decision you have to make about the marriage right now is you need some space because really this time isn't figuring out what you want to do about the marriage. Just put that on the back burner. This time is about figuring out who you are, reclaiming parts of you you've lost. Because once you get to that place of reclamation and self-love, you'll have clarity about what you want to do about the relationship. You can't get clarity because a part of you knows you don't want to be the same you in this relationship. Right. So just put that aside. You're in the separation. Ask for the space. Your primary relationship you're focused on is the one you have with yourself. 
exactly what I needed to hear. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm sending you so much love. I'm proud of you. You got this. You really do. I can hear it in your voice. You're stronger than you give yourself credit for, and you know way more than you give yourself credit for. Thank you. I really appreciate this. I really do. Thank you so much to Elena for being so vulnerable, so open. I know this was a really big deal for you, Elena. And I appreciate you reaching out and getting the support. It was just such a beautiful conversation to have with you. One thing I want to say before I dive into this is I don't think her husband is a bad guy. I don't think that he doesn't love her or doesn't care. And he was going through a lot of his own personal things, specifically his mother dying. And it sounds like they're in a dynamic where some space where she can figure out who she is in the absence of him is going to be healthy. So instead of focusing on what went wrong in the marriage or trying to explain him to her or trying to get her clear on whether or not she wants to be with him, that wasn't really, from my point of view, the most useful direction to go. The most useful direction to go is focus on her relationship with herself. Because until that's healthier, until she has more clarity about that, she's not going to have clarity about the relationship. And this is a point I want to emphasize to all of you. When you're trying to make a decision, an important decision from divorce to having a child, to moving to a new city, to quitting your job, you always want to start inside first. You want to look at, all right, like where am I in all this? Do I want this job or this kid or this marriage to work because I need love or I'm too scared to pursue what I really want or to speak my feelings or to source my own love? Like what, what's really underneath there? Because when we know who we are and we practice self-honoring choices, which are very different than selfish choices, clarity becomes a lot easier because we're able to say, this is a yes. This is an alignment with my most authentic self. I'm not coming from hurt. I'm not coming from my wounds. I'm not coming from looking for love or validation or anything outside of me. Or no, this isn't. It it becomes way easier to make decisions. So my coaching to Elena was really about get some space from him. Don't think about the relationship and focus on you. And I compared it to speaking a new language, learning a new language, because she was buying into the belief that she didn't have the tools. And this whole thing felt very daunting to her, but she does have the tools. Anyone has the tools to love themselves and figure out who they are. Anyone, including you. Yes, you, even you right now thinking, but I don't have the tools. I've had so much drama, drama, like I don't. You do. If you're in a human body with a mind and a soul and a heart, you have the tools. You may need someone that helps you learn how to use those tools. Just like the language example, we all have the ability to learn a new language. The the brain can do that, but having a teacher to help us with the grammar and the pronunciation and so it doesn't feel overwhelming is a brilliant idea. So that was really my, my coaching to Elena was get support. And she mentioned she's in personal mastery, which PS, my personal mastery course is open all year round. And we have monthly group coaching calls where I come on for 90 minutes and answer your questions. So it's another opportunity to get one-on-one interaction and coaching from me and be part of an incredible community. So that's always available at christinehassler.com slash mastery. So back to her, she's in mastery. 
She's looking to maybe reaching out for a therapist. She got on the session with me. That really demonstrates to me there is self-love there. Like she's already stepping into it. She's already feeling this need to get support. And that's often the first step. That first step in self-love is going, you know what? I need help. I need help learning to speak this language of self-love, of knowing who I am. And she's 54 years old. She's got this whole next chapter of life coming. She's raised her kids. She spent most of her adult life in a codependent situation. And now what an exciting time. What an exciting time. She's not 94. She's got a lot of life left. What an exciting time to figure out who she is and what she likes. And yeah, kind of scary, but most things in my life, and I'm sure your life, that have been just amazing we're a little scary too, especially in the beginning, because when we get closer to what we want, often a part of us gets scared. So I understand her fear. And if you're in this situation, let's say you're in your fifties, sixties, going through a massive life change, you may say, oh, I'm too old. Nope. Nope. Please don't use that as an, as an excuse. You're actually better off having a few more years under your belt or decades of more years under your belt than someone you're comparing yourself to because you have more wisdom. Now you may say, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's a lie. That's a lie. As long as the old dog is willing, you can teach him or her anything. So you need to get out. I'm just really don't love this conversation of I'm too old too. We have such a warped view of aging in our culture, in our world. There's so much wisdom and experience and it means more. You know, 54 it's, it means more to you. It's like, wow, like I may have only, you know, I've lived half my life. Now it's really time to figure out who the heck I am. So my heart goes out to Elena. I'm excited for her and I'm excited for any of you that are going through big transitions. And my encouragement to you would be get support, get help. So that takes me to my takeaways. <laughs> the first one, reach out for help, get someone to help you learn this new language. Next, form some clear boundaries around what's not working in terms of you getting clarity about who you are and stepping more into self-love. For her, it was boundaries around husband, ex-husband, husband, separated husband, whatever we want to call him. No more contact. Her kids are grown. Like really have some space. So what boundaries do you need to set to support you in self-love and learning who you are? Third, maybe come join us for Personal Mastery. That's a beautiful program. It's a comprehensive program where you're going to learn a lot about yourself. So again, that's christinehausler.com slash mastery. And finally, be gentle on yourself. Stop telling yourself all the reasons you can't do something and please start collecting evidence for how you can. It's not too late. You're not too old. You're, you're not unteachable. You're not uncoachable. You wouldn't be listening to the show if any of that was true. You listen to the show because you constantly want to grow. So if there's a change you want to make in your life, please, please, please don't come up with an excuse for why you can't because you can, you just have to be willing. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Much love and many blessings till next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 